Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, I don't know if Nathanael was serious. I actually interpret this line to be pretty sarcastic. Really? You're telling me this guy, the savior of the Jewish people, is from that backwater town? But Nathanael clearly doesn't think much of Nazareth, even if it's just a joke between friends. Nathanael maybe even subconsciously has a bias against Nazareth. He has a certain opinion about folks from Nazareth before he even meets them. He has prejudice in his heart. But when a decision has to be made, when Philip says to Nathanael, come and see, what does Nathanael do? He goes. He stays curious. He doesn't let his prejudice keep him from catching a glimpse of God at work in the world. Looking back over the past few years or so, the forces of darkness are at work in a way many of us have not seen in our lifetimes. Sure, there was a raging pandemic that triggered an inflation crisis, isolated us from our friends and family, and threw our world into chaos. But there's something deeper going on as well. Facebook and Twitter have become lands of warring factions. Families have been broken apart by their choices in news channels. Things that were once thought to be neutral, science, bathrooms, the dictionary, are reasons for upset. The forces of darkness are at work in the world. And at times, that darkness can feel overwhelming. In Epiphany, we acknowledge the darkness. History reminds us that while it may ebb and flow, darkness has always existed along with humanity. At our worst, we as humans separate, we divide, we point out differences, sometimes important differences, but sometimes just arbitrary differences. Potsters can throw gasoline on these fires. We are told those people are so different from us. We're right. They're wrong. We're smart. They're stupid. We're good. They're bad. We're told those people are less than. They are unworthy. They are different in an unreconcilable way. As we divide ourselves, we start to think of the other as less than us, even less than human. We see this time and time again in the history of our world. During the Holocaust, Nazis referred to Jews as rats. Hutus involved in the Rwandan genocide called Tutsis cockroaches. Slave owners throughout history considered their slaves subhuman animals. It's important to define and describe dehumanization because it opens the door for cruelty, for war, for genocide. The tongue is the strongest muscle we have. And the way we use our words changes how people view their reality. They teach us that 
the other is not like us. They are not a person. They are a movement. They are not human. They are the enemy. Prejudice is very real, and we are all guilty of it. Whether it be the prejudice we're familiar with, race or gender or sexual preference, or prejudice we're not so careful about, age or political identity or socioeconomic status. Either way, we all have criteria that we silently, or lately, not so silently, judge another person for. Sometimes we don't even realize we hold these judgments in our hearts. And yet, it subconsciously can influence our behaviors. We can lock our car doors as a certain looking person walks by. We can try to avoid saying hi to the neighbor with the wrong candidate sign in their yard. We can listen to the opinions of one we know hold similar opinions and dismiss the possibly very real stories of those we may not look like or live like or act like. Lately, these voices of divisiveness and judgment and anger have been giving megaphones in our society. The tension is palpable. The division is painful. The forces of darkness are very much at work in our world today. And yet, the darkness, the evil, will never overcome the light. As Martin Luther King Jr. said so many years ago, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While our natural inclination may be to give in to the darkness, to harden our hearts against the other, to say, I'm good, they're bad, this reaction does not serve the kingdom of God. Hate only increases hate. Darkness only increases darkness. When standing before the judgment seat of God, are you going to say, yeah, I did that, but they did this first? Of course not. That is an argument a child makes. So why do we think this is an appropriate argument for why Christians aren't acting a lot like Christians right now? For every single person on this earth is a beloved creation of God. Every single person. And in fact, every single person ever created is a beloved creation of God. No matter how cruel, no matter how awful, every single person. One of them. God loves you. God loves each and every one of you. You are a beloved creation of God. And God loves them. Every single one of them. They are a beloved creation of God. Created in his image. Now I'm not saying to accept all their behavior. Hate the sin and love the sinner. Condemn the action, not the person. Fight for good without treating the opposing side as less than human. We as Christians have a call to love even those who hurt us. We have a call to see each person not as an organization or a group, but as an individual created by and in the image of God. We have a call to bring light, his light, to the darkness of this world. 
The forces of darkness want you to sow division. They want you to post memes about how stupid another group of people is on Facebook. They want you to refuse to speak to your family members who spout off conspiracy theories or talking points from their favorite YouTube channel. They want you to hate your neighbors, to isolate you, to drive you to violence. Don't give in. And better than that, choose the path of light. Love and love hard. Stay curious. Really listen to each other. Take a deep breath. Agree to disagree. And fight for justice when it is warranted. Because like Nathaniel, you may just catch a glimpse of God at work in the world. Daryl Davis is a black blues musician who makes it his mission to befriend Ku Klux Klansmen. Through his relationships, he has had over 200 Klansmen turn over their hoods and robes to him. He collects them and keeps them in his home as a symbol of the small dent he has put in racism in America. Daryl's approach is simple. He sits down to dinner with the Klansmen. He talks to them and truly listens to what they are saying. His first conversation was merely by accident. He was playing music at a bar and had a drink with one of the patrons who told him he had never heard a black man play that kind of music. As the conversation continued, these men formed a relationship even after the man revealed himself to be a Klansman. And five months later, his was the first robe Daryl collected. When asked how Daryl did it, how he convinced these Klansmen to give up white supremacy, he explained, if you spend five minutes with your worst enemy, it doesn't have to be about race, it can be about anything, you will find you both have something in common. As you build upon these commonalities, you're forming a relationship. And as you build about that relationship, you're forming a friendship. That's what would happen. I didn't convert anybody. They saw the light and converted themselves. Be the light in someone's life. Love your enemies. And when we find that loving someone is just too hard for us, and we will, we have to pray for that loving heart and for help from the Holy Spirit. We have to strive to see them through God's eyes, to see them as God sees them, and to love them as God loves them. While our ability to love may be limited, God is a never-ending wellspring of love. Each and every one of you is loved by God. Each and every one of them, whoever them is, no matter how misguided they may be, is a beloved creation of God. Like Nathaniel, we all have our own prejudices. And like Nathaniel, we can't just dismiss someone because of those prejudices. If we do, we could miss the chance to catch a glimpse of God at work in this world. Dr. King was right. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So drown out the darkness with his light. 
overpower evil with good, and drive out hate with his love. Amen.